0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need, in-store or online, at farmandfleet.com.
1: The Zone Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well,
0: we have got a glorious day coming our way today across the state of Wisconsin. It should be a record breaker. Morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm B Pam Glad to welcome you in. Yep, today it is going to be amazing. Definitely not what you expect for the latter portion of December. Daytime highs today should shatter records all across the state. 64 are expected high. But be careful. Don't fall into a false sense of security like this is the way it's going to be this week. Because starting tonight at about 6 o'clock, that is when we've got some high wind advisories in effect till tomorrow. Southwest winds 25 to 35 gusts up to 65 miles an hour expected to happen from 6 o'clock tonight until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. So make sure that you've got anything that uh, is a little bit loose either in the house or garage in the machine shed, or taken down, and that includes a lot of things like Christmas decorations, maybe that lawn furniture you're still left outside, trash against the barn, Uh, even be careful, this is going to be strong enough it could take down some trees or branches. So we'll have to watch that. But for today, like I said, partly sunny skies expected, a record-breaking 64 degrees. Tomorrow, along with that wind advisory, comes more normal temperatures. Thursday, we're back to a mix of partly sunny skies and 38 degrees.
1: The Wisconsin Soybean Association works hard to share the voices of Wisconsin soybean growers at the state and national level, and you can become a member at badgerbean.com. Besides a voice in Washington, WSA members receive free seed, discounted event tickets, and products, not to mention news on the latest in soybean research and technology. And being a member of the Wisconsin Soybean Association also makes you a member of the American Soybean Association. So join today at badgerbean.com and help the Wisconsin Soybean Association go to work for you
2: we are still, unfortunately, living under the cloud of the coronavirus pandemic, and businesses, entrepreneurs doing what they can to keep themselves, their businesses, their customers safe. And that reaches to agriculture. Bob Boesel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, uh, Pam, you talked to some folks that are involved in agriculture all over the state of Wisconsin, and, and again, they're scratching their head doing what they have to do.
0: Yeah, you're right, Bob. And we knew this story was kind of developing, but it was a matter of who wanted to kind of go on the record with what their strategy was if this uh, federal mandate. Becomes a reality, especially calendar year 2022. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Uh, Talked to Kurt Larson, president and CEO of the Equity Livestock Association. He has been very proactive on this conversation, not only on the state scene with regulators, but also talking with national elected officials on what's coming Is this going to become a reality? What kinds of fines are going to be attached? And boy, I'll tell you what, it gets very, very complicated very quickly. Now, Equity Livestock has somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, probably around 300 employees that are managing their markets all across the state of Wisconsin. Uh, What you have to realize is they also market about 750,000 head of livestock every year. There are no other markets that would be able to absorb the slack if equity failed to be able to function. I talked more about it and what Kurt Larson is planning, uh, hoping for and listening to when it comes to elected officials in this possible ma- vaccine mandate.
3: So what we're seeing is, is a requirement that um, those employees would either have to be vaccinated or they would have to uh, provide a, a negative test uh, from the previous seven days and then wear a mask while they were at work. Um so, a couple challenges uh, logistically uh, with with the testing side of things. Just you know, some some areas the PCR test is taking quite a while, and then um, you know with the the rapid test, the, the accuracy and and administration and documentation and some other challenges with that. So it, it it's a it's a pretty extensive process for an employer to undertake, and um, you know the the regulation technically uh, applies to employers with with over 100 employees. Um, which sounds like a pretty sizable number, but but in our case, those 100 employees are spread out across 14 different locations. So, again, it becomes much more challenging. And then even at the individual locations, not all those employees come to work at the same time. You've got some people coming in early in the morning to get the barn ready. You've got employees coming in later to start receiving cattle. And then you've even got some employees that come in you know, right around sale time to, to help with just the sale. So, you know, trying to to conduct those tests and, and gather and, and track all that information is, is becoming a a major task uh, in itself.
0: And this is not something new. The employee situation, the labor situation for Wisconsin agriculture, whether it's at the farm, food processing, or in your arena, Kurt, we have been stressed trying to find employees right along and you witnessed that you've you've got numbers that bear out how hard it is to try to keep businesses running with the lack of labor
3: oh absolutely pam uh you know we're a company that uh you know just a few years ago we we were operating with 350 to 360 employees uh you know that it got a little challenging before covid we were you know down in that 300 to 320 range and you know right right now uh, as we're sitting here today we're we're trying to run our operation with about 240 to 245 employees. And, you know, thankfully we've got a, a an awesome core of, of good employees that are willing to help out and, you know, travel to other markets. And, you know, some of our markets are are providing help pretty regularly to other markets. And, uh, you know, I, the other day we had a, a real large sale in Wakan and four of our markets actually sent their staff over to, to to help that with that feeder sale, just so we had enough help to to safely and efficiently run the sale. And, um, like I say, that just is a testament to our employees that are willing to, to jump in the car and go to a market that's, you know, two and a half to, to four hours away and, help with a, a 2,500 2, head sale to, to make sure everything gets done right and, and everything's taken care of. So, um, but yeah, to, to lose too many more employees, it, it certainly is going to be a challenge to, um, to continue uh, operations as they are right now.
0: Well, and that all of a sudden puts at risk a lot of Wisconsin agriculture, a lot of our livestock movement. If equity falls out of play, there are no options, really, right, Kurt?
3: Well, essentially, that is correct. You know, we we typically market uh, you know seven hundred and fifty thousand head of livestock each year. Um, you know, there are there are a handful of competitors of ours, but uh, you know, they're they're just not set. They're they're all handling livestock right now too, and and they're just not set up. Uh, with facilities or staff to be able to handle anywhere near that excess volume that that's going to be available if if we're not able, uh, and again this doesn't affect a lot of them because they have less than 100 employees, so this regulation doesn't even apply to them. So um, they're they're in a little different situation than we are, but again they still don't have the. The facilities to be able to move that kind of a volume, or or the employees to do it. So mm-hmm. um, there, there's definitely going to be a backup uh, of livestock uh, on the farms, and and again, you know, we know from the beginning of COVID, uh, initially we weren't we were not deemed essential. Sale barns are not deemed essential employers, and um, you know the packing plant stepped up and said that you know, hey, they're they're just not simply not equipped to to be able to handle those kinds of volumes. They they need those livestock markets in place to collect livestock from those local farmers and get them sorted and staged, uh, you know, by category and type for the different plants. And then again, we're, we're loading semis out of our markets all night long so that they can be at the plant the first thing in the morning and, and have that first shift, uh, um, lined up for them and, you know, so so to take us, you know, take our operations out of the pictures, it, it it's just not a matter of getting the animals off the farm and, and getting them to the the plant. That we learned at the beginning of COVID, that's just not feasible. That's that's why we exist, and that's our role in the food chain. So,
0: mm-hmm. Kurt Larson's along with us, President CEO of the Equity Livestock Association. Now, this conversation has been ongoing for people that have not maybe paid closer attention. Uh, rural Wisconsin is uh, underrepresented when it comes to uh, vaccination counts. Uh, that has been the trend since the identification of uh, COVID nineteen. Talk to me, Kurt, about the challenges that you're facing on a federal mandate being executed at your local markets. Quite frankly, you've you've just got employees that are flat out not going to uh, get on the bandwagon, right?
3: That's, that's what they're telling us, Pam. That's correct. Um, you know, for various personal reasons, religious reasons, medical reasons, whatever, uh, whatever their case is, uh, you know, they, they're, they're resistant to to get the vaccine and and that's everybody's choice. Uh, but, but to take it to the next step, there's a lot of them that don't see uh, a need for them to go through weekly testing or wear a mask when they could just leave the employment of equity and go down the road to, to one of, a couple dozen other employers in the area that are less than a hundred employees and not subject to the same, the same regulation. And, and that's, you know, quite honestly, that's the situation we're getting into is, you know, we're asking employees to do something that, that the employer down the road tells them they don't have to do. And, you know, quite honestly, you know, a lot of people don't want to wear a mask if they don't have to, or, you know, don't want to be tested every week if, if they don't have to. So, um, you know, we're, we're really put at a competitive disadvantage by this, uh, by this regulation and and just that's where we're at
0: right now we want people to understand it is not just about livestock movement where this could impact your supply situation at the grocery store kurt you've been working a lot of our agribusiness networks uh, farmer cooperatives reaching out to other commodity groups elected officials tell me what they have been hearing
3: Oh, absolutely, Pam. We're you know, and I continue to be told that. Not that it you know, not that it makes us feel any better, but but we certainly understand we're not the only one involved in this. And it doesn't you know, livestock is one element, but you know, you've got vegetables, be it uh, potatoes or lettuce or tomatoes or carrots. You've got uh, cranberries. uh, um, You know, the 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 citrus folks uh, in the south. I mean, everybody's kind of running into the same thing, and it's really that that rural workforce that uh, that's really questioning this and, you know, hesitant to the vaccination and, and largely uh, again, just looking down the road to say, well, there's, you know, how many employers down the road, less than a hundred that, that I don't have to do this at, why am I going to stay here and subject to myself to this when I can, can go somewhere else and avoid this whole thing?
0: Well, and, and uh, like we said, there's so many different commodities where this could be impacted. This is something that's a federal mandate. So from coast to coast, uh, food processors and farms are trying to flex
3: yeah exactly and that's you know we we had a lengthy call earlier today with our our management and our executive team trying to figure out you know if this uh if this does come come into play, it is upheld by the courts and and we do have to comply what uh what is our best plan going forward and you know looking at uh you know logistically how we try to figure out testing and you know, trying to gauge which which employees we think are going to get on the road to to another employer, and who we're going to have left, and who's willing to go to other markets, and you know, at the end of the day, what markets are we still really going to be able to operate, or or what kind of a schedule are we looking at at those markets?
0: A developing question that more and more businesses like Kurt Larson, president and CEO of the Equity Livestock Association, have to consider. And farms need to be thinking through this as well. Uh, What vendors do you work with that have more than 100 employees that may suddenly find themselves short of workers if that federal vaccine mandate goes into effect? We'll keep you posted. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This
1: is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
4: So, you want to drive a Tonka truck? Well, roll up your sleeves and get ready to play in the dirt. Kalani Topsoil is looking for more people that know their dirt. Full-time
5: seasonal positions are open for CDL dump truck drivers. Our family business will make sure you're home every night. There's competitive benefits, and you'll drive updated equipment.
4: Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Apply at cleanytopsoil.com. Now that's good pay dirt. There goes
6: Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to DeKalb constantly innovating products and technology to maximize crop protection, production, and yields. And from Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, on Facebook
7: and Twitter. When someone is injured in a bad crash, they probably know that smart, experienced attorneys can help. But if they've never hired an attorney before it can be easy to put it off until later instead of calling right away to get the help they urgently need. Unfortunately, that delay can end up causing expensive losses on top of the harm someone has already suffered. At Clifford & Raihala, we understand how someone who has been injured in a crash may be confused or even scared to reach out for help. We understand how injuries, medical bills and lost work can leave people exhausted and overwhelmed. Call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation on your injury claim and work with experienced attorneys with a track record of success to help get you your maximum compensation.
8: For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com.
1: Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkey
0: On a Compere Financial Ag Weather Wednesday and things about to get exciting around the state of Wisconsin. Personally, I'm looking forward to the temperatures today. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joins us this morning. I mean, that's the bright spot, if you will, that today we have uh, well above normal temperatures in play which is good news if you've got some loose stuff laying around the farm, you know, that that door, that machine shed door that uh, bangs around when the wind's coming in. Boy, you better address that but quick today, huh? Well,
2: that and think about all the Christmas decorations set up in yards and hung in trees and on, on downspouts and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're going to take a beating, yeah. especially by this evening and overnight. Yeah. It's I've seen it described as historic winds. Wow,
0: really? Yeah, I've so, actually I've actually been yeah. thinking through trees and tree limbs. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's not much you can do about that necessarily right now. But, I mean, if you're talking that kind of historic winds, it is worth a conversation.
2: All right, and be prepared. There's probably going to
0: be power. <laughs> that, that was almost like it was planned. Power outages. <laughs> power outages head Stu goes away again today oh my goodness he will have to use a tin can and a string tomorrow for the challenges stu has been up against we'll take a quick break i'm sure he'll join us
7: again in a moment overlook farms
4: hello sir do you have a minute to chat about the beef turkey of the month a
7: minute I've got hours. What? Because Ingenia Herbicide from BASF has the lowest use rate, I covered more soybean acres more efficiently.
4: If now's not a good time.
7: Thanks to Ingenia Herbicide, I've got plenty of time. What flavors you
9: got?
4: Oh, we've got barbecue, jalapeno.
7: Ingenia Herbicide cinnamon, is a US EPA restricted use pesticide. Every application of Ingenia Herbicide requires the use of a pH buffering adjuvant. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions.
1: We're
0: All right, we'll keep an eye on the phone and wait for Stu to dial in with the technical issues that he's facing on his end, but the bottom line is, folks, today we are going to enjoy enjoy above-average temperatures in no uncertain terms. Most of the state of Wisconsin is probably going to be in the 50s by the time that we get to late morning. Now, you are going to have to battle through some fog this morning. That's probably going to burn off between 9 and noon today, but be aware of it. If you have to take the kids to school, for example, the Morning, and then as we said, we'll transition through a warm afternoon with daytime highs today that are going to be record breaking for lacrosse as well as the Madison area. I think I stole most of your thunder, Stu. I'm already into the forecast. Give them the details that you've got on top of the mind. Uh, we know about what's coming tomorrow. Let's focus on what we're dealing with today.
2: All right, well, today is that fog to get things started. Be on the alert for that. And otherwise cloudy, a little breezy, very mild. A lot of low to mid-60s. Could be a new record all-time high at Madison with about 65. And we expect those south winds 10 to 20, gusting up to 30 and 35. Overnight, so we see the rain, showers, even a thunderstorm. And we're going to fall back into the mid-30s. South winds 5 to 15, gusting to 40 and 50. Maybe a 60-mile-per-hour gust to be reported. Now, For most of us, a tenth of an inch of rain. Lawson, La Crosse, be prepared. Could be a quarter to a half inch. Heavier rain just further to west, and even some snow off in northern Minnesota. And by tomorrow, all of this starts to taper off. Partly sunny skies, even becoming sunny later in the day. But upper 30s, with west winds of 12 to 25, still gusting near 40 and by Friday, partly sunny, about 34. The northwest winds 5 to 10, and cool in the weekend. A lot of low 30s or upper 20s. Really feels like December, Pam, as we head on through the rest of the weekend then.
0: But that wind is supposed to start 6 o'clock tonight till 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, right? So it's in the, the west,
2: o- yes. For- and in the east, uh, Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. tomorrow's high wind warning. So, stronger later.
0: Okay, so we've got a, a couple hours flex either way, but the bottom line is use the temperatures today to batten down the hatches, do what you can, and like you said, uh prepare for possible power outages overnight because of this. Hold-
2: yeah, not out of the question at all, and a lot of cleanup of trees and everything else later.
0: All right, good enough. Thanks, Stu. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit compure.com.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
4: Start off the new year strong by participating in the Dairy Business Association's Annual Dairy Strong Conference, January 19th and 20th at the Monona Terrace in Madison. Dairy Strong brings together a wide variety of management philosophies and allows you to explore innovative ideas. At Dairy Strong, surround yourself with forward-thinking farmers and business owners. Register for the Dairy Business Association's Annual Dairy Strong Conference at dairyforward.com. Virtual options are also available. Let's keep dairy strong.
2: Imagine a brand new, maintenance-free look for your home's exterior. Have Prairie Exteriors show you options like architecturally designed siding, which can give you the look of cedar without the worry of woodpeckers or painting. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated
9: exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's
5: impressive.
9: PrairieExteriors.com
7: Our traffic laws are important safety rules designed to protect all of us. Sometimes though, even if you do everything right, another driver may break those rules. Clifford and Rihala knows how often negligent drivers break the rules, how drunk or distracted drivers cause serious injuries and millions of dollars in other losses every year. While no one can eliminate the risk from negligent drivers, there are important steps you should take after a crash to protect yourself from additional harm. If you've been injured, you need skilled attorneys who have the knowledge and experience to help you recover all of your losses. At Clifford & Rihala, we help people who have been hurt when someone else breaks the rules. We'll be there for you to help make things
8: right. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford & hard hard-working, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com.
3: At Tom's Auto Center, we're known for being upfront with our
5: auto repairs. And name brand new tires. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Goodyear, Firestone, Brigstone, Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Kelly Tires.
4: We carry and install them all.
5: When you need new tires, Tom's Auto Center will make sure you leave happy.
1: Tom's Auto Center!
5: highway 51 in mcfarland a
9: stone's throw from mcdonald's
7: is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone you are not alone a skincare minute with skincare expert michelle neeson dermal filler treatments at rejuvenation clinic of sauk prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face such as the cheeks under eyes lips and around the mouth It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let
8: your natural beauty shine Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Looking for that unique one-of-a-kind engagement ring? Something that you can customize yourself. Maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street, Goodman's Jewelers.
4: Start off the new year strong by participating in the Dairy Business Association's annual Dairy Strong Conference, January 19th and 20th at the Monona Terrace in Madison. Dairy Strong brings together a wide variety of management philosophies and allows you to explore innovative ideas. At Dairy Strong, surround yourself with forward-thinking farmers and business owners. Register for the Dairy Business Association's annual Dairy Strong Conference at Dairy Forward, Word.com. Virtual options are also available. Let's keep dairy strong.
1: Who would not love this Packers special teams, Mike? Is any coach associated with those old NFL films? They would be like, "What the hell is going on around here?" Shades of yeah. Islam party. What's up, Mike?
6: Well, I, good morning, Ebo. I um and this is going to be a focus on special teams, and if folks think that that's boring, <laughs> Um, ask Brandon Bostic how that worked out in the NFC Championship
1: ooh. game, Mike. I tried to forget about that, but I I also referenced it earlier today in the show. I feel like I got to drink an extra beer tonight or something because of it.
6: Well, you know, an onside kick was uh, could have been a, a difference maker last night between the Rams and the Cardinals, which made me think about that. Mm. But uh, and somebody on ABC said that you know the last time the Cardinals actually recovered an onside kick was two thousand eight, I think, and I I'm wondering if that was a game. <laughs> against the Packers. But listen to this. Sunday night NBC Sunday Night Football, Packers at home against the Bears. Uh, they fired their, you know, offense their special teams coordinator last year. They said that they would focus on special teams in the offseason. They knew they needed to improve that to get to the next level in the playoffs. In that game against the Bears, they had a 34-yard punt return allowed. They gave up a 42-yard kickoff return. They gave up a 40-yard kick return. They had a kickoff that went out of bounds. They had a muffed kickoff headed out of bounds to give the offense a start at the Green Bay five-yard line on top of the 97-yard punt return for a touchdown, and that all happened in the first half of the game. (laughs) That's how bad it was on Sunday night. Now, Jakeem Grant Sr., number 17 for your Chicago Bears, was at Texas Tech, about three years ago, he wasn't going to get drafted, but he had a pro day, and um, officially the NFL said that his 40 time was a 4.38. But the scouts from the Saints swears he clocked him at a 4.1 mm. in the 40. So That's the nice. Packers knew that the you know Bears had some pretty good returners. I mean, I think this was the guy who returned one out of the end zone against the Raiders and took it to the house. Uh, the other day, uh, so besides Jakeem Grant, uh, they also had uh, you know other good returns from Khalil Herbert, and I was impressed by that uh, little short touchdown pass run from Demir Bird. I mean, they got three really fast guys on that Bears team right now. You know, they're it's Nagy, you know, and Ryan Pace trying to look a little bit like some of the things that Andy Reid's got with the Chiefs. But I broke down the 97-yard return because you remember how. Uh, the punt lands, you know, about the two- or three-yard line. And remember how he went to his right a couple steps, then turned around and went left, and then took it up the left sideline right in front of the Bears, 97 yards on a punt return. So, actually, if you still frame it, and I've got this, if you turn to your hymnals to Twitter and Mike Clemens NFL, I've got this thing freeze-framed and put up on Twitter last night. You've got Oren Burks, linebacker, you got uh, Ike Yedem, the backup defensive back, who tries to chase this guy, and you can see he's trailing by 20 yards. You got Henry <laughs> Black, the backup safety. You got the long snapper in there. You got uh, Ty Summers. He's on the ground. Echonius St. Brown. Now they they blocked him up, and then coming in off to the side and taking a really bad angle is uh, Tyler Davis, the backup tight end. So in other words, there's nobody in that group with speed. Nobody. No. And 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 they're all cl- you know clustered around him. There's that seven guys that are down there and all taking bad angles on a guy with this blazing speed. You know, like Oren Brooks overshoots him because think about this now. Think think you're running down the middle of the field between the ashes. This guy is looking up, he catches the ball, and you know how fast he is. So he starts moving to your left. And if you're Oren is like, okay, I know how fast this guy, he's taking it up left, I better start running to my left just to try and chase this guy, you know, like you're chasing a rabbit. <laughs> well, what he doesn't take into account is this guy's got such blinding speed if he stops and turns and goes the opposite direction, you've now committed to the left. So the first guy completely misses him. I mean, it was unbelievable. So after the game, I went over to the Bears' side, and, and I heard them ask Jakeem Grant, if that juke move he made to his right was planned on the 97-yard punt return?
9: Honestly, um, I had no plan at all. Um, I caught the ball, and I was like, if you could see, I kind of like sat there for a second, and I went to the right, and I was like, oh, wait, there's too many people over here. And so (laughs) I seen um, my boy D. Will. He always say, just find me, and I'm going to lead you to the promised land.
0: It's the 15th day of December. We're looking for a daytime high in Wisconsin of a record-breaking 64 degrees. I think that's not a bad way to start your day. I'm Pam Yankee. Now from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So, like I said, today, the 15th day of December. On this day, back in 2005, Senator William Proxmire passed away. He was our Wisconsin senator and widely regarded for his dedication to curbing government waste and mismanagement he issued a monthly golden fleece award that cited those wasteful ridiculous or ironic use of taxpayers money he passed away on this date in 2005 believe it or not on this day in 1978 first time that the united states officially recognized china yeah President Jimmy Carter announced that the United States would formally recognize the communist country starting January 1st, 1979. And now look at that uh, situation with China as of today. And on this day in 1973, Pirates of the Caribbean ride opens at Disneyland. I wonder if it's still cool. And now you know. It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends at the Steffis Auction Group. Remember that? S-t-e-f-f-e-s group.com. don't forget their toll free number 800 726 8609 and i bring that up because after you hear this latest report on auction results you're going to want to get in touch with my friend ashley hewn who's along with us my goodness you just just about the time you think you've you've hit a new bar a new high somebody else gets on that auction line and starts talking to you. Tell me, Ashley, about the auction that concluded, uh, what was it, last Friday?
5: Yeah, it was last Friday. You know, we talked about um, some of the nice John Deere equipment that was on that sale. It had a 24-row planner with more technology than you can possibly put on a planner, and that, of course, brought over $200,000 uh, for a used planner, which is which is another high-dollar value piece. But the Thing that everybody's talking about is the ninety six twenty RX John Deere Quad Track at four hundred and ninety five thousand dollars.
0: Unbelievable! Where did it go to, Ashley? You know, that's
5: uh, there's another story there. So we had three people from three different states bidding on that tractor above four hundred thousand dollars. So from four hundred to where it ended up at four ninety five, there was a a uh, bidder from Iowa, there was a bidder from North Dakota, and a bidder from Indiana, and it eventually went to
0: Indiana. Well, my goodness. I mean, it is it is a sign of the times, folks. Just stop and think about that, how people are looking for equipment that's already field-ready for 2022. What do you have coming up now that's generating the conversation, Ashley?
5: Well, we still got quite a lot of auctions this week. Uh, the Litchfield egg irons on on Thursday. Um, and then we're going to move between the next two weeks right through the end of the year. We're going to be having auctions, so um, there's still a chance to get a lot of equipment bought. Our consignments are on Wednesday, so take a look at that. There's just uh, uh, lots of different things on those auctions.
0: No, I think there's some people that are looking at end-of-the-year purchases. They want to make sure that their taxes are in play here. Can your office still accommodate uh, getting all the documentation out and things like that, Ashley? Uh to acknowledge the end of the calendar year sales,
5: yeah, yeah, absolutely, so um anything you get bought or whatever uh if you need a you know documentation that you proved you bought it in this calendar year, that's not an issue with our receipt system. Um, make payments in two different years, there's just lots of things people are doing It's always a busy time for us when we we come to year end and and the good news is is there's just a a lot of good quality of equipment that's being sold here before the end of the year. There's also some specialty stuff coming up. There's some uh, antique snowmobile collections that are going to get sold, and a lot of ATVs and snowmobiles, that different thing. So that's also on the website. Kind of need to check that out
0: also. com is what Ashley's talking about. S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com dot 800 726 eight hundred seven two six 8609 Now, what if I want to get on the agenda for early 2022, Ashley? Maybe I've got a couple of those pieces. Now I've finally been persuaded to part with them because prices are so strong. What should I do?
5: Yeah, you know, so, uh, for instance, even today, right now, the guys are uh, cleaning equipment for an auction that's going to be in March. So we have lots of people that are planning. We still think the market is going to be great all the way through next spring. Uh, it's still going to be a hot market too. And if you're thinking about retiring, it really just starts with that phone call to us and we can do the initial visit.
0: And again, if somebody's uh, waiting to, or kind of wants to monitor pieces, that uh, app is still available on your website too, correct?
5: Yeah, it is. You can get it at the app store. You can get it off of our website, but it's a stepus Price app. All you do is click a model number or you can do a category search. Whatever you want, you're going to get three years of actual sold prices, which... Which is very important, and you can watch the trend as it went up in the last year.
0: Goodness sakes, that is for sure. The Steffis app price is uh, available on their website. Their Steffis price app, I should say, on their website, com or any of your play stores. And like I said, folks, do not slow down. Uh, On making those phone calls, if you've got something you're thinking about selling in 2022, one-piece, two-piece, a whole collection, Ashley and the group can help you out. The Steffis Group, Ashley Heughan along with us, still busy despite the holiday activities you might be thinking about. A lot of farmers thinking about end-of-the-year purchases or thinking about planning for 2022 sale. SteffisGroup.com, toll-free 726 8609. That's Ashley Hewn with the Steffes Group.
4: Start off the new year strong by participating in the Dairy Business Association's annual Dairy Strong Conference, January 19th and 20th at the Monona Terrace in Madison. Dairy Strong brings together a wide variety of management philosophies and allows you to explore innovative ideas. At Dairy Strong, surround yourself with forward-thinking farmers and business owners. Register for the Dairy Business Association's annual Dairy Strong Conference at dairyforward.com. Virtual options are also available let's keep dairy strong
7: overlook farms
4: hello sir do you have a minute to chat about the beef jerky of the month
7: a minute I've got hours. What? Because Ingenia Herbicide from BASF has the lowest use rate, I covered more soybean acres more
4: efficiently. If now's not a good time...
7: Thanks to Ingenia Herbicide, I've got plenty of time. What flavors you got?
4: Oh, we've got barbecue, jalapeno...
7: Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Every application of Ingenia Herbicide requires the use of a pH-buffering adjuvant. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions.
0: Barrel cheese was up a penny yesterday at 167. 40 pound block cheese up three and a half at 194 and a half. Double A butter unchanged at 206. Overnight, March corn's down a penny at 588. January beans down a penny at 1258. March wheat's down 12 at 775. July wheat's down 11 at 772 a bushel.
1: This is the Midwest Farm
7: Report with Pam Youngke. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compere Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compere.com slash crop insurance. Compere does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.
0: Doing some holiday gift buying? Well, why do it online when you can do it in person? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee for McFarland. 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City and encouraging you to buy local. You can do that at McFarland's.net. They have great Carhartt clothing that make fantastic gifts. Warm hats, great gloves, and of course, the famous Carhartt jackets and overalls. Take a look at their retail location all under one roof. 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City
1: mortgage, smartest way home. Call
0: Dan, the Mortgage Man. With the holidays coming up, it's always
9: great to have some extra money for gifts, the family vacation you've all been waiting for, or home improvements. At Educated Mortgage, we can get that done for you with a cheap and easy refinance. Educated mortgage, the smartest
5: way home.
9: Call Dan, the mortgage man. And MLS number 222 652
4: So, you want to drive a Tonka truck? Well, roll up your sleeves and get ready to play in the dirt. Kalani Topsoil is looking for more people that
5: know their dirt. Full-time seasonal positions are open for CDL dump truck drivers. Our family business will make sure you're home every night. There's competitive benefits, and you'll drive updated equipment.
4: Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Apply at KalaniTopsoil.com. Now that's good pay dirt. Sows, cows, plows.
1: Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Let's catch up with the Wisconsin Soybean Association and find out what's going on. It is time for our Soybean Pod Update, and that's brought to you courtesy of our Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board and your soybean checkoff dollars. Remember, research, education, and promotion, that's what those uh, checkoff dollars are all about. And let's talk about what's coming up. A new calendar year, hopefully new opportunities to get together and uh, be educated. Sean Conley, Dr. Sean Conley, our University Extension Soybean Specialist in studio, and it is official—we are going forward with the 2022 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo face to face February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Finally, we can we can give it uh, give it the official announcement, huh?
9: Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to be back in person and be able to go out and you know see growers face to face and be able to you know have these interactions, which I think most of us have solely missed over the last two years.
0: Now, it's all about, I mean, the trade show is a big, port, important part about it, meetings for the Soybean Association. But tell me about kind of the emphasis on education that you're looking for, Sean.
9: Yeah, Pam, what we've gotten to do is a lot of feedback, you know, going on over the last few years of what's going on. And I think some of the highlights we're going to be talking about is, number one, is going to be these carbon market credits and how farmers can be looking at those in terms of, you know, is that something they want to join? What are the different options out there? Or is this something they might want to step back and pause and get more information on? So that'll be a big point for the for the meetings. Um, obviously, supply issues is a huge uh, question for farmers right now. Uh, Dr. Paul Mitchell will be coming and talking about supply-related issues, uh, specifically talking the soybean side of things. Obviously, fertilizer prices are high. Can you get um, different herbicides over the top to spray in season? And by that time, we might have some questions about you know what's going to be going on with dicamba. There's some questions on the EPA related to that. So hopefully, we'll have a lot of information and be able to catch growers up on that. Um, more specifically, towards what I'll be speaking to, um, one of the sessions I'll be doing is kind of this big data approach, and it's a project we had funded through Wisconsin Soybean, you know, Marketing Board as well as a North Central Soybean Research Program, which we have basically just accumulating all of this data and putting in this huge database. So in theory, what we can do is basically get a GPS location for a specific field and then send that farmer a prescription of what all their management practices they can do to either maximize yield or looking in 2022, maximize profitability. So we'll have a big session on that we're going to invite growers in, kind of talk about what we're working on, and hopefully be able to extract some data, because that's what we need, obviously. It's a data-driven model to be able to get some of that information from growers. you know. And then we'll have our usual weed management update from Rodrigo Worley, a disease update on tar spot, because tar spot, obviously it's not on soybean, but on the corn side, but white mold, uh, from Dr. Damon Smith, and also a hodgepodge of other other topics. So it's pretty
0: exciting, and I, you know, I can't, can't wait to get there. Yeah, I, I agree. Same here. Uh, and uh, just in case you're wondering, there is no virtual option. You physically need to be with us at the Kalahari Resort. I want to go back to your data point, Sean, because anybody that's listened to our conversations before with you or with Dr. Damon Smith know that uh, those apps that you've been working on for years and continue to create and update... I'm assuming part of that is tied to your data, and also in the past, you'd reached out to farmers and asked them to kind of engage in this this data gathering, and that must be successful.
9: Yeah, it's been extremely successful, uh, Pam. So on our previous project where we were looking at, we were actually able to extract data from over 8,000 farm fields and over 600,000 acres of data. So, and we've been using that to kind of look at more of a regional type of a a methodology to be able to make recommendations. But now, with some of the machine learning tools and artificial intelligence type of techniques that we can use, and our computing power is much greater today than even a few years ago, what we were able to, what we're trying to do is basically make site specific, field specific recommendations. And I think that's, you know, obviously a key and important for farmers because, you know, field, you know, dead. Dad field over here versus, you know, Uncle Billy's over there, they're different. They have different soil types. They have different water holding capacities, different yield potentials. And hopefully with this technique, we're able to use grower data and define optimal production systems, place them on that field, and this would be all free to farmers because this isn't, you know, I'm not going to sell you anything. We're looking for data. And we're going to d- deliver you a free tool to be able to utilize and, you know, because in the end, we're just looking at developing sustainable, and by sustainable, I mean environmentally, and more importantly for farmers, economically sustainable production systems for soybean. Uh, growers in the state so that's really what we're striving to do with this project and i'm super excited and and to be able to share what we know now and what we're trying to do at the meeting
0: now is that going to be some uh, i want to say uh real time kind of experience because we all know what's prescribed in january february could change by the time we get to june and july is this going to kind of be a living project
9: that's a good question pam and that's Part of it, and you had mentioned earlier with all these apps that we're developing, and I'll specifically use um, the uh, the White Mold app mm-hmm. that Damon Smith has done. So we, what we basically do is develop a prescription at the beginning of the season, and as you had indicated, you know seasons change, everything's different, and then we're able to implement these tools such as um, um, uh, the Mold Buster, and um, I can't even remember all the names—they're off the top of my head—but but anyhow, we'd be able to implement those in the growing season to make. In-season decisions, and that's another cool thing about this project is we're going to be looking for, you know, anywhere from ten to fifteen farmers to allow us to come on their farms, scout their fields. We're going to fly your fields with drones and satellites, and be able to help, you know, improve these in-season tools so that you know farmers that here's my prescription on April one, and then as season changes, here's how we modified during the growing season. So. Again, I'm I'm pretty excited about this project and it's it's like you said earlier it's a, it's a living project. It's pretty cool.
0: Well, and for non-farm consumers that are listening, they should pay attention to this too because really what it's about is prescription small changes per acre. I'm guessing you're going to start on a per acre kind of deal because now we have technology that could get it down to literally a couple square feet. That's
9: right, Pam. And if you look at just I'll just speak to soybeans for for an example, we're probably going into twenty twenty two due to production costs, we're probably gonna be anywhere from two point two to two point five million acres. So if we can make a small change on a per acre basis and expand that to two point five million changes, that's system wide, ecologically based management that not just benefits the farmers but the society as a whole so that's what's really excited for the non-farm group that's that's
0: listening is that it benefits the entire community as as a whole moving forward Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist, in studio with you. It's brought to you courtesy of our Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. Don't forget, you can find more at uh, badgerbean.com. You can also follow Dr. Connolly, coolbean.info. And remember, Corn Soy Expo, again, live and in person, February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. I want to go back to uh, another area that's part of the Corn Soy Expo and under your purview, Sean, and that's Wisconsin Soybean Yield Contest. You'll be recognizing uh, the district or regional winners as well as state winners. Tell me a little bit about what you've noticed so far.
9: Yes, Pam, that's a good question. And I think most farmers of the state of Wisconsin really want to know where in the heck these soybean yields came from. I mean, to be frank, even if you look at the USDA NAS predictions in September, then you saw what happened in October, they moved up five to six bushels. That's crazy. You never see that. You never see it go up. You typically see it go down. So I think most people... Including myself, were a little bit surprised, and I think it comes back to a few things that we noticed. Is number one is just because it was so dry, we didn't see the huge disease related challenges that we typically see. White mold, you know, was down. Where we did see white mold, it was late. So in terms of taking the top end, it might have taken a few bushels off, but it wouldn't take the 20 to 30 bushels off that it, you know, it can take off in those situations. So we've had some higher-than-expected yields, and we we're just going to call the, um, the yield contest here next week and basically advertise who the, the finalists are for the different divisions. So it'll be super exciting, and those numbers are, of those farmers are
0: higher than, we, than I expected, and I assume most growers expected as well. Agreed. I think most everybody got a little bit of a surprise, hopefully a positive surprise. We'll be talking about all that and more from now until the time that we meet up with you, February 3rd and 4th. Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, that is the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. You can already register for that conference, cornsoyexpo.org. Again, cornsoyexpo.org. Get your reservations in today because it's back to face-to-face learning and getting reacquainted with one another at the corn.